come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back to the Saturday Night Freak Show. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of freaks, starting with... Brent. Travis. Tom. Sean. And every week we gather on a Saturday night to have dinner, talk about stuff, and then we watch a movie. Then we throw that movie on the bar top and dissect it for the edification and enjoyment of you, the listener, who we're always looking out for. And this week's movie was Travis's pick, The Last Starfighter. Awesome. And The Last Starfighter is a movie from 1984 in which a young fellow from a trailer park plays a video game, or like a stand-up arcade video game, uh, beats the high score, and discovers that he's been recruited by a extraterrestrial race to defend them against an evil empire. That close enough? <laughs> that sounds about right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so what do we think of The Last Starfighter? Wait, first of all, quick poll. How many of us have not seen The Last Starfighter prior to today? Me. Brent has never seen it. Sean has not seen it. Shockingly enough, I have never seen it. Tom that that is kind of shocking. Yeah, that's true. It is, it is, it is quite shocking. This is in your wheelhouse. Of movies. It is in my wheelhouse, and I've never seen it, and... Uh, yeah. Travis, why'd you pick this movie? I picked this movie because it is one of my childhood favorites. It it's it's weird how it uh you know, it, it feels like it's trying to be one of those Spielberg movies. It does. I think it I think in some areas it achieves it in some areas. Like I almost think if they, if the sci fi would have been on par with the family story level I think it would have been really good. You think that's where that comes from? It's like we're trying to be a Spielberg movie, so we're bringing in the whole, you know, the the, the warmer family side. For sure, yeah. Everything's got a, a f- the family aspect to it. In this, he lives in the uh, trailer park, and like everybody in the trailer park is p- kind of in everybody's business. Which I mean, you always get that anyway. But but like in Spielberg films and in this film, uh, it's just that. Every character f- feels important, even though they're just like, ah, oh, here's Mrs. Hoo-Ha, right. and she's really got nothing to do except for, like, oh, my power's out, but she feels part of the world. You know, you feel connected into that. You know, you don't necessarily need to know her backstory. You just got to know, hey, this lady's here. There's This lady's taking care of her grandma. There's So, uh... Well, the flip side of that coin is it feels also like a George Lucas film. Anytime they're in outer space... <laughs> definitely like a what? definitely like an episode one or a, yeah. <laughs> like a, well, well, this is the well, first movie. It, it's, hard, it's hard to deny the the Star Wars. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, you can't. It's nineteen eighty four. Yeah, right. I mean, it's the first movie that uses uh, complete like wall to wall computer graphics. I think like to to generate the like the spaceships, the lasers, you know, everything. Everything. Robotron. Well, Tron had, like, areas. Yeah, I think Tron was cheating it at some point. There was... I don't know, actually, that was... Because I've always heard... I've always kind of heard that be the battle, whether Tron or the last 
Starfighter. Last Starfighter claims that they yeah. were the first. Well, Tron, when I say Tron was cheating, it, Tron at some point uses like actual hand-drawn animation posing as computer graphics animation, I think, in parts of it. So I think I think they say that this was the first one that was actually like everything that you see, you know. Oh yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, I mean, Last Starfighter does a better job than Tron as far as quality. Two of. whole years of uh, you know uh, yeah. uh, computer improvements, which is like oh. ten thousand years in human uh, yeah. human years. <laughs> you know, so. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it also had, like, that, you know, I don't know if it's a mainstay of, like, 80s fantasy, or if this comes from, like, the Steven Spielberg school of thinking, but you've got, like, you know, I mean, it's the young man who dreams toward the future, you know, he wants to get out from the situation that he's in, it's kind of like the Luke Skywalker. Yeah, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's magically chosen as, he's the one, he's got a special skill set, so, like, the, uh, you know, the aliens come and pick him up. <laughs> Given this opportunity, you get to play video games like all the time. Yeah, <laughs> for they, real. They come and pick them up in a very uh, DeLorean time machine like vehicle, which like That's right, Back to the Future is something to answer for. Answer for yeah. Well, now the question is, <laughs> when really did the know. when did the production design go into? Yeah. You know, know, when did the design of the DeLorean? How does go it make you feel to know Robert Zemeckis is a thief? <laughs> <laughs> Strike that from the record. I'm just gonna cut all this out. <laughs> I don't. I mean, yeah, you're watching it in the doors. They've got the gullwing doors on the vehicle, and it takes and the tires. off. And the tires, yeah, everything about it is very DeLorean, time machine like. And I. But it came out the year prior to right. the future. Yeah. But, but Ron Cobb, one of the production designers, he worked on ET. He worked on. I mean, he worked with Spielberg. So yeah. there's a good chance, you know, they got there. some talking or. <laughs> they got to, you know, who knows, really. <laughs> well, maybe, I mean, again, we're, you know, I don't know where the DeLorean was, like, back at the time. I mean, was that, like, in production at that stage? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or I'm was that sh- the I'm car sure. that people were like, whoa, look at this? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think the. Well, it was popular. It was that it was, Yeah, it was just big because, what, DeLorean, he, you know, what, he, like, owned it just forthright. I, he was, yeah. like, what, one of the only, like, like that, American. Yeah. Or, no, it wasn't American. Was it, it Irish? Was, you know, I don't know if it was Italian. I can't remember. I do remember that most of his money went to his Coke dealing. I remember that's how uh, the DeLorean went <laughs> right. the yeah. way of the, uh, the 80s movie. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, we, we, I mean, we're talking so much about Spielberg. Let me just mention, just so people don't forget, this is actually directed by Nick Castle, the man who played Michael Myers in the first Halloween movie. Indeed. Indeed, <laughs> wow. sir. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know and that. And another connection to Halloween. Lance, Lance Guest. Lance Guest from Halloween, from 2, Halloween 2 is the star. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. That's what he's from. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if he's been in anything else. Jaws the Revenge. Yeah, Lance Hall- when he was older, he was in Jaws the Revenge. Jaws the Revenge. Oh, was as, he? As, yeah, as Michael. Yeah, <laughs> nice. growing up Michael Brody. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, Nick Castle, like, you know, I mean, back in the day, like, I want to say that... Uh, in the fog, isn't Tom Atkins' character named Nick Castle? I want to say something. Like, yeah, because like, like John Carpenter did it. Because uh, Nick Castle co-wrote uh, Escape from New York, and I want to say like something else that John Carpenter did. So I mean, like they were yeah, all they were all came didn't, from like the same. Well, yeah, didn't he form? Uh, who's Dark Castle or Castle Rock? Which one's? He's part of one of those, isn't he? Uh, Castle Rock is Rob Reiner. Dark Castle's like Joel Silver and Robert Zemeckis and, and those guys. Really? Yeah. 
I don't think that Catholic. Yeah, I don't know what he like went on to do. I'm not really positive. Well, he did uh, like a bunch of. Um, oh, no, I'm like totally blanking. But right. It seems to me they were like you know these kind of family friendly. Like was it like toy soldiers or uh, small soldiers? No, small small soldiers. No. I have to look that right. up. Yeah. What did he ever play Michael Dennis Myers again? Oh, no, just the, the yeah. no, just the fr- that first time. Because okay. he was actually helping with lighting on the set of Halloween One. He was never even supposed to play Michael Myers. He just kind of, you know, they had him stand in. And they're like, hey, he walks weird. <laughs> Let's use him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, crazy. But yeah, with the Spielberg connection, of which there isn't one. There is none. There it is just there. feels like yeah, it. Yeah, it feels like it because right. they've even got, there's this shot, you know, where you're like, you're in the trailer park, like looking up at the stars, and they've got the Spielberg uh, shooting star, and they've got the faux John Williams score. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which actually, it's, it's a good theme, uh, you know. It is. Oh. Sean. No, I was going to say, Spielberg connection. Uh, Nick Castle wrote Hook. Oh, there you go. Wow, he also directed cool. Major Pain. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you plotting on me, boy? So he did not kind of like, he, he he was in Halloween and then kind of like walked, I mean, he, the horror is not obviously his bag. Yeah, because well, he also, he did an Amazing Stories episode. Which one? Uh, let me see here. Captain Google's on the case, <laughs> folks. I'm on it, but it's going to be slow moving. Might as well keep the conversation rolling. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm curious then, Tom, uh, since you, you didn't see this movie, and this is like totally like, you know, a video game inspired film, what'd you think? Well, you know, I liked it. I've, I've kind of always wanted to see this movie, and I liked it. Uh, you know, the, the video game kind of reminded me of the old Star Wars arcade. Yeah, just the look of it? Yeah, the way, I mean, the way the. Um, <coughs> Yeah, the shoot shooting goes. It's a very '80s style arcade game. I don't know if uh, I've never seen the Starfire. I don't know if there there is an actual Starfire arcade. They um, said they were working on one, but it never. Yeah, because Lormar be producing this, I thought there would have been something. But uh, so. Um, but is this like a video gamer's like wish fulfillment uh, movie? It's like if I if I'm good enough at this video game, then like you know. The aliens show up and say, "Like you're so good." It turns out this game's actually a simulator, <laughs> and we want you to go fight in the actual war. Um, you know, I I didn't really get that out of that movie, but uh, I mean, I mean, that's kind of the theme. I didn't I didn't draw so much out of that. Uh, um, it I I I just kept saying like the pro- the problem that I had was like. You know, it's like they made a big deal out of like him being like the starfighter and like, oh, he's the last starfighter. But all he's really doing is shooting the guns. Like the lizard man who's piloting that thing, he's the one that's doing all the work, really. He's the one that gets all the credit. Yeah, but Lizard Man doesn't have any sort of accuracy with the guns. He, he you know, he's he's not. Yeah, but he's the one that's got to avoid the. Well, sometimes that's what a starfighter is. You know, you got your tank pilot, and you got you know, you got your tanker, and then you got your you know, your gunner. You know. Yeah, and when they when they go he's and the like star gunner, they go, they go to the main ship to like shoot out the power source to the guns, and like their ship, that dude's not he's not maneuvering. It just flies straight. 
and the lasers just keep missing them as as they go in, yeah. and they they blow up the thing and just kind of fly out of there. I mean, he's not doing anything that's huge, you know. He's flying around in space. There's not a lot of stuff to run into, really. Of course, he does maneuver the tunnels. Yeah, I mean, he's doing the tunnel maneuvering. I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking from like a. That's why he's a star fighter, not a star flyer. <laughs> so apparently, the video game, like, it, it, I mean, it looks obviously pre-rendered, but maybe that's the point. It was on rails. Yeah. <laughs> he was just shooting. Yeah. Yeah, the video game would be on rails. I mean, that's what the, star, the Star Wars one was too. It was like kind of like on rails, and you're just kind of shooting the. A lot of those '80s ones, especially, kind of reminded me of uh, Descent. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that one. the computer yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, like, I guess, like, in theory, this game would be like in Descent more. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, uh, if uh, as far as like you know the the alien, what was his name, Grig. Grig, Grig, like looking yeah. man. Yeah. So underneath that, that's uh, the old man from RoboCop. Right, the head of Omni Consumer Products. Is it? What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, crap. Right, I thought right. it was like Louis, Louis Gossett Jr. or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't right. Very yeah, enemy mindish. You, yeah, you're thinking that because yeah. enemy mind. Very <laughs> enemy mind. And he looked like, he looked <laughs> kind of like it. The design work. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. This this movie did remind me. You're just expecting. Yeah, that's the eighties. His boyfriend, Jeff Bridges, back then. Yeah, I mean, I was just you know, you know, watching it. You know, with, I remember when I was a kid, it like totally blew me away. You know, like this is awesome. You know, I mean, it was that kind of wish fulfillment of you know, video game playing and then going into this bigger thing. But now it's like I'm like, this is totally like you know, all wrapped up in the afterglow of the Star Wars movies. I mean, like the the when you first get introduced to the alien like. Um, Whatever their stronghold or whatever the the, the training facility yeah. that looks like the bridge of yeah, the right. star destroyer because I'm like sitting there going like there is no point like no functionality to this place at all it's well, just we're gonna have banks no. and computers so and the many, lights there's so know. many weird Star Wars re- like like there's so many weird Star Wars references that I caught was just like. You know, like the the briefing room reminded me of like the briefing on the de- uh, on the attack of the Death Star. Even that dude who was given the briefing, right? Me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, when we were watching the movie, I'm like, man, because it's like the alien, like he shoots his arm, gets cut off with the gun still in it, which is like Ponda Baba getting his arm sliced off. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, when it was the 80s, you were either falling off a building or getting your arms sliced <laughs> off. That's like two ways people... You do both at the same time. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there there was just so many callbacks, like, just... I mean, almost scenes just ripped right out of Star Wars, you know? And I, I was even wondering, like, when the, uh, the spacecrafts would explode, like, if that was just, like, old Star Wars explosions, <laughs> you know, that they laid over the top because they looked the exact same as they were... Yeah, just the yeah the fireballs or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like you know you're looking at the heyday of like uh, you know animatronic masks and heads and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, like you know the briefing room's got like you know all these other alien races that are participating in this. And there's squid dude and you know whatever bug-eyed alien dude and then the bounty hunter that comes looking for uh, the hero Alex on Earth. He's got you know whatever the 
I've, I've seen that design somewhere before now. I can't remember. Goonies. Yeah, was it Goonies? Or he's yeah. got like the two eyes. And I mean, that design that reminded me of Star Wars right off the bat. Like, yeah. like it's a trap. Like, yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah, that yeah. guy. Like Admiral Ackbar. Right. Yeah. You got the salamander dude. You got the, yeah. Yeah, and you wonder, like, how or why they evolved to that. Like, how that is, like, uh, you right. know, a, a survival. <laughs> How's that going to help? He showed up human, or human humanoid, and then he transformed into the monster. Right. How's that going to help him kill him? That was just, like, a part in a movie that's just like, okay, we're going to explain to the audience <laughs> that this isn't a human. So, some for some dumb reason, walking next to the video game reveals his, right? his, his disguise. Like, yeah. All right. Any drool, man. I I thought that was kind of funny, you know. That's kind of a take on (laughs) Alien, I think. You're looking for the guy, you feel the drool on your shoulder. (laughs) You just, you know, he's up there. (laughs) 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 That's why it's like I think the family aspect of this movie really plays better than the sci-fi aspect of it. I almost think you're supposed to like, even though you know they they got all these special effects for the sci-fi, you know. I just think they paid more in the scripting, the actual scripting of it, you know, because I think it's, uh, I think it was really interesting how it's constantly like, ah, uh, you know, the guy wants to get out of there, and the the girl, you know, keeps on making excuses on why she couldn't leave even if she wanted to, and, you know, he finally comes across this big chance. I like how they play that up even to the last second, you know, when he comes down and he's got this glorious, you know, spaceship and you know we're gonna get to live in live in another galaxy experience this whole life and she's still making these excuses on why to stay and he's just like fuck it yeah but that's kind of like you know i mean because it has this kind of like uplifting like hopeful like uh, inspirational thing going on for it you know it's like i think like the core central message of the movie is voiced by uh can't remember the black guy, the cook or whatever. Otis. Otis, where he's like, you know, you get this one chance at your dreams, you got to grab hold of it and, you know, and ride it for as long as it goes or whatever. And it's like, you know, you don't really, it feels to me that I'm watching the wrong movies that I don't really see (laughs) that so much in in movies today. Yeah, that's definitely more of an 80s theme, the idea that, like, even the fact that Alex uh, didn't get his loan to go go away to a bigger, nicer college, um, that was... Like, his destiny was to, you know, be the last starfighter. So, really, it's like those two things are paralleled, you know. Instead of going on to be this whatever, you know, college student, professional, whatever he was going to be, he becomes this, you know, savior of the universe. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, still the girl is reluctant to go with him all the, all the way through that, which is like the... From an 80, being an 80s child, that's like... You win. That's <laughs> that's the finish line. <laughs> I get a starship and the girl. You win. Yeah, you're a you're a tail gunner or a gunner in a spaceship fighting aliens. Like, <laughs> how could the chick not want to go with you? On that? <laughs> you're like, but 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 I'm awesome. You should come with me. Right. The whole being afraid of change instead of uh, accepting what you want out. You know, it's like no matter what, it's like you want to change your life, but then. The, the fear of actually forgetting everything you're supposed to know and whatever just gets you to uh and he's kind of lucky though that uh, you know the aliens came from, for him because he's like you know I'm not going to stay here and go to community college with you guys and then the reality is it's like well you live in a trailer park and we don't your mom's a waitress and you know the bank didn't approve your loan so he's like oh that's at the moment I think like when he finds that information out 
he runs off dejected, and then uh, that's when the alien shows up, like right then to change his destiny. What are yeah. the odds? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but perfect it's like, timing. Otherwise, you know, it was a little bit of a, a mundane uh, future there for yeah. dear old Alex Rogan. <laughs> what do you What do you think the future is of his little brother Lewis? Oh, that's that the next Starfighter. Like, he comes back, he's like, Lewis, we need your help. Yeah, yeah. That, doesn't it feel like there should be a remake of this movie? That's what I'm saying. I think this movie's like, I mean, okay, I can actually see, I love this movie, but I can see how it's kind of a forgettable 80s, you know, movie. But I think it's, it is, uh, like, completely primed for some sort of a reimagining like or a, a remake. Tron, like, a, like, a, like a Tron Legacy type you know, But you don't even have yeah. to connect it at all, because all you need is this, you know, hey, th- we got this old, crappy uh, arcade game that used to belong at this uh, trailer park. You plug it in somewhere else, have somebody else get the high score. Boom. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 And then, yeah, maybe if you wanted to throw in, that guy could be like an admiral now. It could be all, like, scarred-faced and right. Admiral Rogan. Well, or I, mean, I, I, think, I think the, mo- the movie, uh, I think when when they made it, it was like, it was almost designed for a sequel because, I mean, you know, it's just like, all right, we need you back up in space because, like, like, this is the origin got, story. Yeah, you got to rebuild the army and, and, and go from there. I mean... You gotta fight the big forehead dudes. Alright. Yeah. yeah, so, okay, so we're talking about the, the aliens. Apparently, right? we got the good guys. Oh, wait, there is one more good guy, the recruiter, Centauri. Centauri. Yeah. He's played by Robert Preston. I want to say he was like an old school actor, he was in like The Music Man and some other, I don't know if it was Singing in the Rain or whatever, but I mean, this is his last movie. I remember that. But, okay, so he recruits, he's the driver of the DeLorean. And then you got the. Uh, the uh, Grig, the uh, the partner, whatever, the reptile dude. And we'll call and then him there's like the, the good, the starfighters, right? The big forehead dudes. So, all right, these bad guys. <laughs> well, should we talk about Beta Alex before we get to the bad guys? Because Beta Alex is oh, pretty awesome. He's also on good team. He's on team, team good. We'll talk more about him, but go. Bad dudes. Oh, uh, well, our lead, the late lead bad guy is like this kind of like, uh, I mean, I guess you'd call him a fey, you know, emperor. He's like, where's my scepter? I need my <laughs> scepter in order to, you know, he's the son of the, whatever, one of the... Rebel uh, leader, I guess. Yeah. One of the, the Rylons. He, yeah, he went off and left, and they appointed him emperor so they could attack the, uh, whatever, the, the good guy's base. So the bad guys uh, are these... Primarily, uh, we're seeing these two like lizard-looking dudes, but their their technology is awesome because like whenever they say anything, <laughs> uh, there's like a little uh, like eye visor that like spins out and flips over their. <laughs> I can't even do this justice. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, probably the best line in any movie is is said at the end like. It's just the way it's done. It's just the way it's, it's done. Well, it's okay, so we dead serious. Up. It's yeah. because the production designers or whoever, the costume designers, spent so much time like motorizing this remote control or radio-controlled uh, monocle that flips out from the helmet and covers their eye. And then there's another piece that's like the uh, oh, microphone. the microphone that like scoots out. I mean, this is the 80s, so that you know there's somebody back there with like you know a remote control like timing all this stuff. Yeah. And this guy at the end, the, this line is like, you know, the one guy's like, All right, you know, we're locked into this, the, the gravitational pull of the planet, and the ship's like going down, and like, what do we do? And he looks over to the other guy, and the guy has to stand there and wait until the monocle flips out, 
and over his face, and then he's like, we die. And it's just like... <laughs> the movie's worth so seeing for that alone. It's yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Cut to the huge explosion just, in space. It's like I think this movie... I mean, this movie's almost like three or four movies rolled into one. I think that's why they cheap out in some areas of it, because it's like you got... You got the, ah, I don't want to live in my trailer park. I got to do something with my life storyline. Then, yeah, you got uh, when uh, when he leaves for the for the training, he has a, uh, like, a robot unit that takes right. his place. So then you have the fun of, like, his confused robot. Uh, Which is a whole movie in itself. It's yeah. like a whole movie in it itself. Really yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I, like, I think that's one of the reasons I really like this movie. I think that whole thing's, like, really cute, you know? <laughs> yeah, through the middle of it, like, I start liking beta Alex better than the real Alex. <laughs> like, it, you know, I want to see more of what's going on in his world, because he's got, like, Alex's attitude. But he's still enough of a robot where, you know, he doesn't understand, like, human interactions and kissing. And <laughs> yeah, and he has to, like, constantly be by the girlfriend, so he's constantly either getting, Al- you know, Alex in trouble, you know, <laughs> accidentally, or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like even the, the structure of this movie, like, even the filmmakers want to get back to that trailer park. Like, they, yeah. they want, you know, that... <laughs> That's where the fun is. Like, yeah. there's this whole war going out and going on in outer space, but let's check out this trailer park and see what yeah. Beta so, Alex is up. So there's two movies, right? Okay, so then, then you have just the like you said, the regular space armada stuff. The this guy's the Emperor's son. He got to do to do. He's got he's got a thing. But then the fourth movie is actually how there is the last. You know, because when he's hired, he's not the last starfighter. He's just Hey, you've been recruited from Earth. It's not until he like says, "I don't want to do this. This is crazy. I'm not prepared to be in a space war." Then he's going back. That's when the the rebellion or whoever gets attacked. So then, yeah, he is. He becomes the last starfighter. It's like, man, yeah, you got like four movies in this <laughs> one movie. Yeah, all rolled into one. All rolled into one. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is like, the rebels didn't even want him. Like, it, it, they weren't supposed to be recruiting from Earth for these right. starfighters. And it's, you know, it's Robert, what's his name? Preston. Preston? Robert Preston goes, you know, he's got, like, this side object. He's, like, a get-rich-quick who wants to make a buck on this. Somehow <laughs> he, somehow he's profiting through marketing. Oh, yeah. it was uh, well, like by recruiting. So, yeah, the modern... For every recruit, they get paid. The modern-day okay. military right, does this. Say, <laughs> recruiting has always been, uh... <laughs> just yeah. get a body. It doesn't matter, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Just sign uh, this. Right. Um what was I gonna say? Uh, I lost it. Robert it's Preston gone. making money. Robert Preston. Yeah, well he was wasn't he doing uh like didn't he say something about like marketing and T shirt sales or there was something in there he was talking about well, like it, making well, money they were off saying, of you know, how do we not use the people from Earth, because he's already spent, he's invested so much oh, in yeah. the marketing, right. the oh, distribution the of the, oh, video, yeah, game. the video game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so the fact that, yeah, he was... Okay. That's the thing that, you know, always amuses me about these movies is, you know, there's always, like, these scenes that I would love to see where, like, you know, based on some throwaway shot in the movie. And in this movie, it's like there's a close-up at some point of his license plate. And it's got, like, the, it's a California license plate, and it's got, like, the expiration stickers. And you're just like, at what point, where's the scene where this guy has to go down to the DMV <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to yeah. register this car? And get a vanity plate. Yeah. yeah. It says Rylon. Rylon. Yeah. <laughs> My plates are coming in the mail today. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> that yeah. whole movie was just waiting for the plates. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it's you know, and it just made me think of the, the other the other movie where I wanted to see that was Jeepers Creepers because that guy had a vanity plate too, and I'm like, right, yeah. Where's the scene where the creeper from? goes to the <laughs> <Yeah. You know? laughs> I want BDB eating you. The logistics yeah. of it. Here's your plate, sir. I don't get it, but here you go. <laughs> Yeah. Another thing about the trailer park, I really like the fact, I mean, they show it's, like, this is such a destitute, hopeless place that the fact that, like, there's a scene where Alex is going for the highest score on the <laughs> arcade machine. There's no excitement in this place besides this, yeah. this arcade machine. Yeah. Like, first, you know, it's the cook. He comes out and he sees him. He's like, Alex is going for the highest score. And, like, this just, like, you know, sea, sea of people <laughs> start running up these steps to where the arcade machine is. Just like rooting them on, yeah, and like the that whole community getting behind him. Yeah, like they're just holding on to this hope, and then they kind of do that scene again when he comes back in the actual spaceship at the end. But it's like the, that. That's crazy. <laughs> I just <laughs> think that's how people acted back then when people were gonna like do good on Pac-Man. You know, people <laughs> like video games were right. more important back then. It was yeah. It was almost like a brand new sport. <laughs> <laughs> about to get to the kill screen, yeah. everybody. The could, kill screen. I could everybody, see that, like everybody. <laughs> yeah. mm, at an arcade, go. but like this one machine at a trailer park. I mean, yeah, well, but it's 1984 though. It's, that's it, it sits there in that trailer park, and like everybody's had it, taking a shot at it at some point. Yeah, you know, it's like well, maybe except for you know Granny or whatever, but. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Granny was a player back then. Dude, when I, when I was a oh, kid, she was listening to the the pop rock or whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah. Granny's rocking. <laughs> when I was a kid, my grandma had an Asteroids arcade game in her basement. Man, that's like all we ever used to do was stand around that thing. Yeah. So it becomes a big deal when you, you know, hey, you got a high score. Yeah, that's all you got. Yeah. And there was Playboys. There were Playboys. The, okay, I want to talk a little bit about Alex's little brother, Lewis, because he was pretty great. I I don't know if it was every scene, but it was close to every scene that Lewis was in. He's like this, what, like eight-year-old? Something like that? Sure. He's just this little punk, you know, running around. And one, he's well, one the of the... movie starts from his perspective. Yeah, yeah. He's, the first, he's the first character you see. Oh, yeah. Kind of, you know, playing... <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty good in whatever <laughs> scene he's in. Yeah. With the little air gun yeah. or whatever. He's launching yeah. the darts at everybody. Yeah, he's shooting people with darts. But, like, like did he curse in every single scene he was yeah, in? Yeah, that was, that was what I was like. Cause what the shit? He's like, crap hell shit. Uh, like, what like the curse. shit is this? And, like, what the hell are you doing? You know, but, I mean, I remember, like, in today's, it seems like today in, in movies that are aimed at kids, they kind of curb that. But in the 80s, it was just accepted that, like, you know, we can say shit, like, a bunch of times and still be family-friendly. Yeah, like, make a point of it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Even the Playboy scene, he's got this stack of Playboys, and he's going through them, you know, like, where's June? Where's June? Okay, got it, you know, and he's like, holy shit, or something, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's just... It's it's still endearing, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> That's real life, you know, that is real life. Yeah, yeah, and I think that they did it better in the 80s. Like little kid real life than yeah. they do today, for sure. Because now we treat everything like it's got to be pampered and innocent, like completely like wholesome and innocent. It's just it's like really what what goddamn ten year olds wholesome and innocent? Yeah. They want boobs. Like and they'll find them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I think somebody that's doing better with that is J.J. Uh, Abrams with Super Eight. Just oh, you know, yeah. like these realistic kids. Yeah. That, but uh, even that set. 
in the 80s, right? I was actually thinking about that 60s, while we were 60s, watching this. It? Yeah, it's sometimes in like the 70s or something. But I mean, it's still yeah. supposed to be a callback to that era of Spielbergian. You know, yeah, right. It would have made it cooler yeah. if they would have had an animatronic head on the monster. But anyway, yeah. instead of the Cloverfield monster. But, yeah. you know... Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, so Super 8, you know, obviously is trying to capture that type of uplifting, you know, experience, I guess, that, you know, these type of movies, like back in the 80s that they provided, but, I don't know, you think it did it as well as... Super 8? Yeah. Yeah. No. I think it did do it as well. I it's just it you had a lack, once again, you had a, you, it was lackluster in the sci-fi aspect of it. You know, where in most of the Spielberg, the popular ones, it was pretty satisfying in both. You had your family story, right. you had your cool sci-fi stuff. Where, yeah, it seems like if you if you if you fail at one of those two, yeah, your movie is just going to be lopsided. I remember Super Eight's got more like a heavy drama thing because it seems like the lead character's lost his uh, mom in an accident. I think right at the beginning. Yep. So it's got that. I'm trying to think like in the Spielberg little, movies. Little piece, you know. The what? Hmm? There's a little family abuse going on. Yeah, on the other... Yeah, yeah, and her... Right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, I guess that's the thing. It's like, now when we do it, is that, you know, when filmmakers today are trying to capture that, then it's like there's... It's deeper drama. It's better or worse, but... I think a lot of 80s Spielbergian stuff was like... Just like a, a single mom, right? Yeah, so that 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 is the... It was always like kids... It was like one character's goal, whereas like nowadays... Like you said, you know, the drama has to be, like, automatically almost like a, I don't want to say tearjerker, but it's almost like, like, you know, you can only relate to people that have major issues. Right. Like, no one could ever relate to somebody that's yeah. just, like, kind of okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. eh, you know, I got not a lot Maybe of sleep last it, night. Yeah. You know? Well, like, the 80s movies, so, like, so... It sounds like you're saying what I'm thinking is that 80s movies are more relatable based on like okay here it is Marty McFly is like you can relate to him because he's in a band or whatever I mean maybe and just he kind of hangs out he's got parents and they do this or whatever and this this guy he lives in a trailer park and like he's got like these people around him and like everything's cool and uh, it's like even though it's depressing they have optimistic things that surround them that are trying to lift him up where in a modern day movie it's just like, Hundred percent, like you got something depressing about you. Me too. <laughs> they just share just their fucking wild. horror stories yeah. of life, and so it makes it well. So that's so it'll be it'll be more uplifting when the characters actually make it out of the. Uh, that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they make, yeah. They make the lows really low. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just like a moderate. But see, I think that that in some ways like puts uh, you know like weights on the the the. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, the hopefulness, you know, they're going for. It's like, that you're supposed to escape this, and, you know, and it, it caps the highs that the movie can get to by weighing it down with, like, the drama. In so, the movie. so they're, like, getting back to normal? Yeah, like, almost. Instead right. of, like, going Instead past of going normal, past it, yeah. They're like, oh, now we've achieved, you know, yeah. normal. Regular now. life. Yeah. Yeah. Back to regular. Well, I mean, even something like, I mean, well, okay, so, like... I guess like Percy Jackson kind of did. Uh... Never saw Percy Jackson. Nope. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, like, like Harry Potter has some lows, right? How about this? Uh, Back to the Future <laughs> has like Marty's biggest problems are 
He's never sure if he's going to amount to anything, which is basically talking about his band. Mm-hmm. And then, but he doesn't have a. Pro- he's trying, and his other biggest problem is that he wants it, to take Jennifer to the lake. Yeah, Jesus. and his car got smashed <laughs> up, so he can't. You know, those are the biggest problems on yeah. his mind, right there. Biff, that bastard, <laughs> he got drunk and smashed the car. Yeah. But then, like the adventure that he goes on is like far grander than right. you know, what anyone could have. Yeah. Ever anticipated, in my in my opinion, but that's just me. He's traveling through time. Well, like that's right, that's so not getting back to normal. Day that's people like are just so whiny thing. that they need whinier characters on the screen to relate to. <laughs> <laughs> Travis well, is yeah. calling you out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, it's well in the eighties they were whiny in their voice, and now they're whiny in their behavior. Like they're you know they're just whiny people. But like yeah, they're just whining. They the can't 80s, get over anything. In the 80s, it was like Luke Skywalker just whining on the screen. <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't even cry about his aunt and uncle. He's just like, they're dead. I'm going with you. You know, he didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. even like, <laughs> no tears for Uncle Owen. Or, or yeah, Aunt Baru and Uncle Owen. Right. He just said, well, now I can leave. <laughs> uh, but he was sure upset that he couldn't go to the academy with Biggs. <laughs> <laughs> even, even in The Last Starfighter, when... He's getting ready to leave at the end. Alex is taken off in the ship, and, like, he doesn't even say goodbye to his little brother. He barely hugs his mom, you know. It's just, it's all about his girlfriend. Well, his girlfriend well, doesn't have to pack. It's like, oh, there's room up there for Greg, me, yeah, and what's her name, Jennifer? I'm going to assume her name was Jennifer. No, Mag. Mag. Maggie. 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 I love how they Back shorten the all the names. In the, uh, yeah. 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 It's like, they're always Jennifer. It was Jenny <laughs> and Super 8, wasn't it? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Jenny and Forrest yeah, Gump. Yeah. yeah. But I kinda uh, like that because, you know, it's like it's not like he's he's not dying, he's not going away forever. He's just going back to work almost. He's going back to a city, you know. Yeah, he's like going back home. He's gonna yeah. be home again. Well but who's if you live in Chicago, your parents live in New York, that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, you know, you're not yeah. gonna be like goodbye for a half an hour. You're yeah. just gonna be like, I'll see you later. And it's apparently not not a long trip because he's you got a spaceship? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's dipping in and out of the trailer park <laughs> the whole movie. Yeah, so yeah. are those uh, the uh, the assassin aliens. You yeah, know, they're right. just boop. That's true. Hey, boop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then this is the, it's a movie. Then the intended audience is obviously like we're gonna go with like fifteen year old boys in 1984, right, or somewhere it's they're you know sure. adolescent boys. For sure. Uh, so now, you know, I mean, like, Travis and I saw this, you know, as adolescents, <laughs> you know, so we're carrying nostalgia with us, but I'm yeah. curious for the rest of you, you know, like, seeing it through the lens of now. Well, I think it's it's so closely related to, like, a Steven Spielberg <clears throat> film that I think that, like, you just, you recognize that nostalgia from those other films, and you, you see it in this movie, and for me, it was... Like, I, I didn't see it as a child, but I saw movies like it. So, like, it just brought back all those other feelings. So you, you know? weren't seeing it as like, oh, God, that's old and crusty? Not not at all. No, no. There was there was very little stank on it. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was your experience? So, first time around seeing The Last Starfighter as a fully matured adult. No, I mean, I... I, I, I I enjoyed it. Again, what Brent said, it's like, you know, you're looking at, like, E.T. and stuff like that. So it's like, you understand the family, you know, mentality. It's kind of like the Starman, the, the, the oh, E.T. Good one, right? Um, 
Actually, Starman Such is pretty much Starman is the Beta Alex story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, by John Carpenter, which I'm sure that Nick, which came out in 1984. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. I think we need to see this movie. Oh, I like how conversations can do that yeah. between yeah. friends. Who, who's make that movie? Who's make that movie? Who's seen Starman? I've not seen Starman. I've rented it probably like four times and it's never gotten it. Jeff Bridges. Bridges. I've seen like ten minutes of it. As Beta Wasn't there a TV show? Yeah, there was a TV show too with the guy from, uh, he was the guy from Airplane played the Starman. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what'd you say? Doesn't he get like replaced? Yeah, it's like... It's her husband or something. Yeah, it's her husband. Her husband died and then this alien comes down and it takes DNA, I think, that she's got like a lock of his hair or something. And then it reconstructs his body, but you know it's an alien, right. so it can live on Earth, and it's just trying to you know experience Love. Earth. And, and then of course okay. the government's trying to chase them down because they got to dissect the alien. Of course, of course, or, or yeah. at least make friends. There's to. the government dude who was like, "We no, he just came." We here just don't plan. understand them. Yeah, no, it's a good like. So it's a chase movie basically, but yeah, I mean, I knew like when I saw that movie, I can't remember if I had seen Jeff Bridges in anything before that, but like. I knew that that guy was a great fucking actor from that movie. Yeah, I saw I saw it recently. It was just maybe like a year ago I saw it. So but he really does feel... I mean, like, he plays it yeah. like, I don't know how my body works. You know? I mean, like, it's 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 a nice, you know, like, yeah. performance. I, especially yeah. with... I mean, it just, like, a... It's, a... it's a chase movie, but it's also, like, a true love story because it's... You're looking at love from, like, a literally just, like... Um, soul to soul, it's yeah. not body. Yeah, know. it's 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 pre- it's pretty powerful as far as the love story is concerned. But anyway, last Starfire though. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like you know, like I I'm kind of nostalgic about like old video games, so like that didn't seem really uh, janky to me, and uh, the CG was uh, was really good. For the time, I mean, like, way better than most 80s movies. Like, yeah, but it looks shit compared to anything now. I well, mean, like, sure. you look at it now, and you're like, oh, God, that's, you know. You, you, I, you I think at you, the time it looks better than anything comparable, but. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's unique that they chose to do some of the stuff that they did, though, because, like, you know, like the, like the DeLorean car. They actually made that car. There's a real version of that car. Like they're you yeah, know, they like right. into. That they can hop into and so there's a model version of that car. Yet when they're in space they use the C G version. And same thing with the spaceship. There's like a real model version of that spaceship, but when they're in space they use the C G version. Whereas like you know, like you're looking at Star Wars where they just use model versions of everything. I think the the um, fact that like this movie is right on the frontier of CG, I think that's you know, that's why you get the mixture where like Star Wars that wasn't really an option. It was yeah, like, but oh. I mean even Star Trek today still uses models to represent the ships in space. I mean like most sci-fi movies use models in space rather than CGs in space. So to do you represent think today? I. Well, I mean, we're gonna, I'll take, like, Star Trek The Next Generation, you know. I mean, they're still using, like, a model of the ship, you know. And anytime there's a space battle, they're using models of the ship. 
rather than actual CG versions of the ships. Well, it's, it's easier it, to do. It seems like what this movie was doing was it was using models in space when the ships weren't doing anything too complicated, and then they would switch to the CG elements when there was when there was a battle going on or something, you know. When there's more maneuvering going on in space, then they would use the actual CG models because just it seems I don't like think there was, was any work. models in space. It was all no, computers. it was all it was all computer. Are you sure? Yeah. There, there, there the there only model was when you saw the ships like being loaded into the docking area. That that those were clearly models. What about when the no. ship? Those, those were CG too. Yeah. What about really? I'm pretty sure I would say. Like even asteroids were CGs. There were there were giant asteroids, and those were CGs. Uh, the deck was real. I don't think, like the Delorean ship going into the deck, as it's going in. Was going in was any, CG. Any time where it's flying, it's land. CG. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. 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 Any time where it's flying, it's CG. Or you know, when it was either rolling. Yeah. That was maybe real. Right. Really. Yeah. No. I don't but think I mean, that's something that you can't really tell the difference. I suppose that means that they had at least, you know, the technology had graduated to the point where it's like, well, we can show you this or this, and you can't tell which one is the. Yeah. I mean. Right. And there's always those convenient cuts where you get it's flying in, and they cut to someone reacting to it flying in, and then it's then it's driving in yeah. as it landed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of more of a fan of the. The model version, to be perfectly honest. Like the ILM models. I would agree. But they, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I was Truth be told, versus yeah. this CG one. I, I, think, I think if they had done this movie entirely with models, I think it would almost look better. I'm trying to think if there was something, like, around this time that came after this, right? That, so this is, we're looking at, like, 86 to, what, 88 or something like that space movie that... You know, like obviously, if this one sets the the technological standard, then you would expect other movies to copy that. Right. Method. Like, what was next? What was but Jedi? Remember, probably right. Yeah. No, Jedi was eighty three. So oh. that before it. So I'm trying to think. Was there anything else that used CG right away, or was it like the next thing went back and used models again? I think so. Probably yeah. a Star Trek movie. You think the one probably. of the Star Trek sequels? Yeah, because I think everyone was still too scared to use the CG. Yeah. I think I want to say they all used. When was Aliens? Aliens. Aliens was 86. That's models. That's all models, yeah. That was all models. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're still using models up to, well, clearly up to a lot of the Star Trek movies use models. I mean, until, like, you know... I remember Star Trek Generations. Oh, they definitely used the model when yeah. the frickin' Enterprise was crashing, because that looked worse than a Godzilla movie. I was like, I can't believe this is a Hollywood movie made in 1996 or whoever. Yeah. Because that was horrible looking. <laughs> so basically, like, Last Starfighter said, look, we can do this stuff in CG, and everybody goes, <laughs> it just doesn't look as good as... <laughs> so then, right. that's why it's, like, standing on its, on its own right now. It's like... The representative of that kind of technology. Yeah. There's like that and Tron, I guess. And you could argue that Last Starfighter gets away with it because it is based on a video game. So yeah, like, well, right. right. Yeah. Within yeah. that universe. That does kind of work for it yeah. in yeah. this movie, but. Cause but I think it's even like because like before this movie, when you see like graphics on a screen, it would look worse than a freaking eight bit screen, you know. But in this, at least you know really livened up, you know, a normal screen that, you know... Well, that's what I, yeah. I was reading some. They said they were trying to make, like, the tie-in video game, and the technology that they had at the time with, you know, video game consoles couldn't do that. 
he couldn't do polygons yet. Yeah. So they're like, ah, nobody's going to accept this as the tie-in because <laughs> it's going to look like shit. It's going to be little sprites. I like, like, you see the heads-up on-screen display, like, in every movie now, like, every sci-fi movie nowadays, but, like, this had to have been, you know, one of the first with that that modern of an on-screen display, because in his gunner, you know, he's got this, this, uh, this, basically it looks like a window, but if you look at it right, it's got all of the, you know, his, his target and all of his stats. And that was actually it. better than Star Wars. As far yeah. as like the I mean, you're head. saying the Star Wars video game, because the Star Wars video game, whenever that came out, had some kind of heads-up display, something similar to that. Yeah, but they were still using like the sprites and polygons. But I'm wondering where like the they're uh, using like, like the what's the green first lines. like awesome, green lines. What's the first um, first awesome heads-up display you can remember in a movie? Terminator? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but know. Even that was all like just like yeah, dots. Yeah, just scrolling. Right. right. Yeah. 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 There were some things like, look at that face. Look yeah. At that face. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in Star Wars, in A New Hope, did they have that? They they did. I mean, I, when you're when they were flying in the X wings, they the had, yeah, but crap. but they were crap. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, they were. It was shit. Yeah. Or like when the Yavin Moon is coming into alignment, it's like yeah, it, it's not it's not very good. And even in like Empire and Jedi, it's still pretty crappy. I think Jedi yeah. looked good when it had the Endor Moon and the you know it showed the that looked good. You know, many Bothans died to give us this information. They <laughs> have oh, that yeah. big green moon. Right. Right. Yeah. Take that. Right, yeah. Yeah, and the hologram in Last Starfighter looked kind of crappy in comparison. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm watching that going, like, they were essentially doing that effect in The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> and they can't pull it off in this. Well, this, it didn't you know, have right, the, yeah. uh, the, the addition of the... Okay, so the effect is, like, basically you take a guy and dress him in black up to his neck and then just superimpose him on the screen, right? Right, right. But the thing that led into that was, like, the hologram formed from, like, all these little bits of computer particles that all came together and formed... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was <laughs> it was a little bit subpar, but I mean again we're like that's coming from a 2013 standpoint. Yeah. At yeah. the time, maybe it was. Really the thing cool. that always got me was the the control panels in these old movies where it's just lights. Yeah. Just yeah. just blinking lights, red, oh, yeah, white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell, I, I just Some watched the flashing uh, thing. That yeah. We can understand what that. Means. I mean, I these guys must have been geniuses because they knew exactly what buttons to push and nothing's labeled. <laughs> I just watched uh, Alien, uh, the first Alien, where the mother room. You oh, know, right. the mother room, all right. it is is, like, just lights. Just, just lights. all single-colored lights. <laughs> like, okay. Which is weird, too, because now I'm thinking, like, you know, because, I, I don't know, I'm seeing, like, a parallel between, like, mother, you know, and alien, because that's, like, the central hub, that's the brain of the ship, right? And then, like, Hal's brain in 2001, where it's basically, like, all these lights, and they're just kind of... You know, like, all his memory chips are, like, these crystal-lighted things yeah. that slide out, and I'm like... For some reason, that works to me. Like, I can still see that being the future. <laughs> that, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's more of a work of art, I think. Like, the, the aesthetics of Space Odyssey compared to this, where it's like the industrial future, you know? Yeah. It's just lights on a board. Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. With, uh, with Tommy Lee Jones? No, that's what, that's, what, that's what Aliens is. Alien and Aliens are fucking Space Cowboys. What? Aren't they like space truckers? Space truckers. Space truckers. Space truckers. Uh, another part classic two movie. <laughs> the aliens is Starship Troopers. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, we were talking. Sean and I were talking about this last night. Like in Aliens, why? Like they have this perfect. Op- or I'm sorry, in Avatar, they have this perfect opportunity to link like the military-based, you know, organization with aliens. Like they should have taken because that. Because they use like a lot of the same. Like the dropship, I think, is the same, and the, the exoskeleton loaders. Right. And all that yeah. Yeah, all that stuff is, yeah. is so similar. Exactly. That's what I said. I'm like, yeah. why isn't it just the company? Well, like, why not connect it? Yeah. Because yeah. then I would have been sad. That <laughs> 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 all takes place in one world. <laughs> yeah. Because then, well, then you're setting up the eventual like Navi the crossover. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely have to <laughs> protest any sort of Avatar alien uh, crossover. That'd be a cold day in hell. No, it would never happen. He'd never allow it. But it would be cool, yeah. though, if you're listening, James Cameron. Cool? I want to see what an alien cross with the people from a- the Navi. I want to see that. How hard is that? Travis could draw that for you. I mean, predator in there too. That would be <laughs> that would be crazy, and I want to see a scene of conception. I, I wanna uh, no, uh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't wanna <laughs> see a lame movie, you got, uh, you got like, like I wanna a, see the sex. Like you got the ponytail yeah. connectors and oh, then yeah, however else the aliens <laughs> do it. Like I know not of what you speak. It, it could be interesting, but Well Well, insectoid alien James Cameron, if you're out there, we're waiting. Please don't. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just forget it. Let's do another <laughs> fucking Titanic documentary and just forget about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Titanic in 3D documentary. There you go. But yeah, Sean, I was curious because, uh, sorry, we stopped before we got around to you, but I mean, like, seeing this from the lens of, you know, 2013, I mean, did it, uh, did it come off as, like, uh, yeah, I mean, again, without the nostalgia. Right. Um,. It wasn't. It, I never looked at it as like anything in it as bad. Like it's dated, obviously, from the CGI and everything. But nothing was like, oh god, that's horrible, or or any of the effects or anything. Again, my biggest problem was the you know just the light panels of of technology. <laughs> that's high technology <laughs> in the future. But yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it's dated, but no, nothing horrible, nothing bad. I, it didn't turn me off to it. I thought if you look at it like Brent said, that it is a video game. And if you look at the CG world of all the the uh, space flight and the battles and everything, it kind of fits in, and I accept it. I like it. This is what I'm just curious because, like, you know, Tom's mentioning like Percy Jackson and whatever. And I mean, for all intents and purposes, the, the, those are the same type of movies for like the kids of today. You know, I think there's another one of those coming out. Yeah, yeah. Like a series of Percy Jackson's. I mean, this is before you graduate to the you know teen angst, Twilighty stuff. You're still back in the. He got the the Percy Jackson movies, I guess, in the Harry Potter film. Twilight's yeah. a graduation. Of that. So I mean, like, well, what's uh, what's uh, th- I mean, this story is as old as time itself. So, what is a modern sp- sci-fi retelling of this? That's what I'm wondering if they're doing sci-fi now, if it's all you know, Harry Potter made fantasy. It's all paranormal, freaking love. Uh, I forget how they call it. Teen paranormal romance. Yeah. <laughs> Teen paranormal romance. I mean, what's yeah, but I mean, romance? before that, before like when you're too, you're still too young for the teen paranormal romance, which is like you gotta be like 13 or 14 probably before that starts appealing to you. So before that, you got like you know, space battles. You don't have that any in today. So what's the equivalent today? Is it? 
It's Harry like Potter? Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like Japanese cartoons with ex- extremely collectible characters. I'm just wondering, well, like, you know, like, yeah. has there has there been another story of, of of some kid that like gets dreams of being something more than he is, and then well, like, he becomes a fucking starfighter. Yeah, well, well, no, but I mean, what is like, the story of Percy Jackson? Is he a normal kid who like discovers that he's descended from the gods, and he's like, you're special, and you got to come to Olympus and help us fight. I'm, I have no idea. If yeah, I was going to say, you're probably getting it right. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, doubt sure. it. That's what they all are. It's the same story. It's, it's, the, it's the Luke Skywalker story. It's the, yeah, well, basically, yeah. it's, the, it's the Jesus story. It's the you're prophesized to help us all out. Yeah. Hey, it came true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah, he, he, this, this kid in, in Last Starfighter is pretty much Luke Skywalker. Superman will be the next. Man of Steel will be the next one. Man of Steel will be our next sci-fi the boy that can aspire to be more in the... Just not for kids, I mean... Leave off like Yeah, Superman's <laughs> not for kids. <laughs> Keep your children away from Superman. The Whoa. devil. Is what are you talking about? Travis, put your fist down. <laughs> yeah. Don't strike yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. Alright. There's enough. millions <laughs> of toys yeah. out there and currently Walmart and Toys R Us that uh, would beg to differ with you on, on the Man of Steel for Kids. Last <laughs> Wes, or Okay, I'm sorry. I can't say last Wednesday for this podcast, but April 18th was Superman's 75th anniversary. 75 years of Superman. <laughs> I feel like I have to explain myself. Was that not all I'm saying is the Zack Snyder movie of Superman. I don't think you should take kids to go see it. Like we're talking about, like the what? last Starfighter. I think you can go take your kids to that. Oh, no. but His parents will be taking their kids yeah. to go see it's Superman. It's PG-13. It's, it's a Superman movie. It's Superman. Yeah. What's he gonna say? Do good stuff. Yeah. Don't be evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's too many toys <laughs> out there that beg yeah, to disagree. Okay. I see. Okay, well maybe maybe this is where friends come from. I mean, like, okay, like, would you say like, hey, I'm not gonna take list. my kids <laughs> to go see uh, Dark Knight? Yeah, see that's yeah. the one. Yeah, you wouldn't take Absolutely. kids to see that movie. Well, yeah, but, why not? But but the Toys R Us. And right. all those toys are telling you otherwise because the kids yeah, are buying the Batman masks. Yeah. These aren't rated R movies. They're superhero oh, movies. Yeah, it's just because they're dark. The fir- Batman Begins, I think, is like, that skirts the edge of like, you know, it's like adult, it's a movie made for adults, but it has kid appeal. But The Dark Knight is like, that's an adult movie. Like, I don't even think it is. Because oh, like, look at the scene where he like, cuts the character's mouth. It totally just shows the guy's horrible reaction to it. They don't even show an arm action. They don't show nothing. But that's because they knew that they were already across the line morally. That Because of where that movie stands as far as like posing all these moral things, like kids can't process Avengers had more people dying by M16 gunfire than any of the Batman movies and and nobody says anything about those. Why? Because they look shiny and glossy? They look uh, shiny and glossy. Because you're not dealing with the same kind of weighty... Those are lighter... Like, I can see kids going to the Avengers. Sure. But, like, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises are pretty... You know, heavy fucking. Well, you guys are, gonna, they, they you guys are heavy, talking about like repressed society. They, they, they well, are I heavy. Mean, but I think people are going to be taking their kids maybe, to them. Like that may be too much for it. There's more people debating. The there's more people debating whether to take their kids to the Dark Knight than like the Avengers. Yeah, I'll give them that. Right. Like it's more of a discussion when it comes to the Dark Knight. Yeah. I could see some people, some parents movie. being hesitant to go. I don't think you should see this quite yet. Yeah. I would say even if it is Batman. 
at what age do you want your kid to see like the Harvey Dent character become Two Face? You know, I mean that's yeah. in the Dark Knight. That's kind of that's pretty that's graphic. Because okay, I was watching horror movies by the time I was ten or eleven years old. You know. And look at you. Yeah, well, I'm such a horrible, bad person. It's true. You know, I go around kicking yeah. puppies all the time. You know. Well, I think I think I think the the age that the kid can go see Dark Knight is the age that the kid can start playing with the Batman toys. So what age is that? What are we saying? I think ten. I think ten years old is fine. I think ten or as long as they have. I'm not talking five years old. You know, I'm not talking maybe even seven year old, but I'd say like like my brother's nep or my nephew is seven. I want to take him to Superman. Seven years old, I think, is a, uh, you know. Well, I guess it's just we don't the, the the thing that makes me wonder about Superman is just you know the connection to like the Christopher Nolan you know Batman universe or whatever the fuck they're doing there. I don't know. So it looks like it's a darker, serious take on Superman. So it's like, it feels more like Batman than it does like Thor. You know what I mean? Right. Well, because those so, are like yeah. glossy Hollywood like, movies. It's probably fine. I mean, it's Superman. They're going to do it so like every age can go see it. But yeah. it's still, because we haven't seen it yet, it's still got the like, is this going to be like a gritty thing that you don't want to take your kids to, but I'm going to love the hell out of it? <laughs> right. So I right. thought kids yeah. liked gritty things nowadays. That's why like they think everything else is lame and like, because we've... we've taught them based off what we show on TV and what we show on everything is gritty is the reality. Mm. We seem we think it's so gritty just because we know what what it what things look like in the past, you know, they weren't made to be so dark and but you got these kids that grew up on Spawn and yeah. Darkness and yeah. they grew up on ba Batman is half responsible for the grittiness. <laughs> Of it, you know, because they never thought when 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 they originally made the 1989 Batman, you know, they were like, we can't make a Batman movie because it's got to be all cheesy, just like the Adam West show. You know, it was a big leap, just having people think, no, we're gonna do this, you know, as an adult way. To me, it makes it more real. What well, you guys say, gritty, I say real. Yeah. Because that is what that, I, that's why I don't like the Marvel movies is. They look like superpowered people living in the glossy world of celluloid. You know, it doesn't look like they're in a real world scenario whatsoever. Yeah, but I think that's why they. I think that they're they're doing that intentionally to Maybe. make it. You know, so oh, you know, it's a family. It's kind of a family movie. It's got. It's a of fantasy, so that like adults can appreciate it. The people who love these characters forever can go see it. Plus, Marvel's owned by Disney. Yeah, but well, it was now. even before that. Before, before when they that. started doing Spider-Man, they were making him like fantasy. The same way I complain about like the the look of Harry Potter. Those are all fantasy films, and they started making those movies under that, you know, yeah. under that heading. I think I think it's what DC is going to have on top of Marvel's. The fact that we're going to have the realistic looking world yeah. movies where yeah. you're going to feel more. Of, like, Which would be cool if they did. Oh, it. it's mean, gonna like, be as amazing. A, as a fan well, of those films, I so, so so <laughs> so what so what 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 like what happened with Green Lantern? I don't know. That got, got away from someone <laughs> because <laughs> they thought they, they thought from. they thought they were gonna like be able to do that for everybody. They thought you know they thought that hey we could just take any superhero and make this cheesy fantasy movie. They just didn't realize how. You know, people have been waiting for Spider-Man for, you know, 30, 40 years. So, hey, yeah, that's automatically going to sell out no matter what. You know, people have been waiting for all the other stuff. People don't really know much about Green Lantern. So they're like, ah, we'll cheese out this fantasy I thing. I almost say that, like, you know, people, I mean, uh, this is 
just based on you know the way that I was just seeing it myself is that people weren't necessarily waiting for an Iron Man movie, but like no. that, like they changed that around so like Iron Man's like the biggest deal in the world, but like before that it was like. Yeah, I kind of know. I know what he looks like. Right. That was like that's <laughs> yeah. like second tier Marvel that they took a chance on, it and it ended up being well, a huge he's, he's hit. He's definitely a list. No, he was. No, he always, wasn't. He's always Hulk. Iron. Anybody in the Avengers is a list. Yeah, but to like to comic to, book fans, right? Maybe, like, not to the mainstream. Main, right like, to the mainstream. Like, I think eh, like it's like there's Batman, <laughs> Superman, or sorry, Marvel. There's you know like Spider-Man. Super Friends. You know. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, now they've made they've taken Iron Man and made him like a fucking mainstream phenomenon. Like that know? was a somewhat of a risk when it first yeah. came out. Like you got Robert Downey Jr. who wasn't who wasn't the star he was when that movie came out. Not at all. Right. Like yeah. Iron Man was part of his well, big comeback. Well, I think he's comeback. one of the he reasons. Was, that he was on his way, yeah. but that was a big comeback thing for him. I mean, because obviously. Uh, well, what he did before that was like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or kiss, something kiss, like bang, that. Bang, or, uh, yeah. The Singing Detective. Or the How to Recognize Your Saints and stuff like yeah. that. Well, yeah, he the Guide to Recognizing the Saints. He had his success early in the 80s, and then he did this serious fall from grace. Like, yeah. Like yeah. He did a hard, Well, he hard went to prison, fall. he came out of prison, and then he was doing like the, you know, I want to say Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and yeah. that was somewhere around that area. He, yeah. had, he had a lot of... It was like Iron Man, and boom, and then you're Sherlock Holmes, and you're Tropic Thunder, and then you're... You know, like yeah, he, he, had, he had a fall from grace, and Iron Man was really his redemption. It really was, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's really, he's really done really well, but... Uh, but it was surprising, I guess, to me that, you know, you could take that character and, you know... And I, I'm assuming then that's what they thought, you know, that was the train of thought going into Green Lantern. Well, yeah, because they don't take them seriously. They all kind of, I mean, the same way you describe a lot of superhero movies is like, ah, it's the same thing every movie. That's the same way they see it, too. You know, it's like, ultimately, when you get a bad movie, it's because the fucking corporation or whoever's making it's just like, oh, what type of movies make money? Yeah, we'll make one of those. They don't really put any sort of like, and that's why Brian Singer thought he could just come in and make another Superman movie. You know, and like, had the shittiest script, had the shit, I mean, the whole, everything about it should have been stopped on so many levels, like, during the pre- pre-production process. Like, what? I know. This but no, stupid. But, but he made two great X-Men movies. So, like, hey, give him what he wants. Give him See, but were they great, though? They made money. Were they great? <laughs> you know, that's the, the problem. X- I'm, I'm I, like, I think uh, they're I'm great. See, I'm an X-Men fan. I think they're horrible. I think they're so horrible. It's like, those are like... I'm in. I think the new one coming out is going to be pretty... Fantastic as well. Uh, uh, the Wolverine from... looks horrible. The Wolverine? It looks like they're failing again. No, no, again. no. no. Uh, Days of Future Past. Uh, the one where they're getting the first class... <laughs> like, what's going to happen here? They're getting, no, no. They're getting first class characters <laughs> and the, the original like, trilogy characters together. That sounds like it's going to be... Well, like I said, I think all Marvel, they look too shiny. They look like crap. They don't look like real movies to me. I almost cancel them out. I mean, I love them. The new, the new Amazing Spider-Man looks awesome because, once again, something, something <laughs> makes money... Then that's when you're actually willing to be able to look at it like a real movie. Like, oh, what if this happened in real life? What if we don't? What if we don't have to make this look like a Roger Rabbit cartoon? Yeah, but it almost seems like Amazing Spider-Man was queuing off a little bit off of the success of like the Batman movies, right? Where they kind of like, for sure, because people want that realism. They want that realism, you know. The big giant little man. 
see what Tom doesn't understand is how an entire group of people was so like let down by the Green Goblin in, in Spider-Man One. It's like there's no excuse. It's like you got to get that away from the hands of the people making those movies. I thought they the don't know what I thought the Green Goblin in Spider-Man One was the greatest fucking oh, villain that, of all fucking wow, goddamn really? time, man. But that's that's fucking he crazy. Were, Dude. He said there was a large group of people who said that it, it wasn't. <laughs> and those ones are the ones. William Defoe, like that William Defoe Green Goblin was like Oh yeah. Greatest oh, one yeah. ever. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I nobody agrees with you. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that was a fucking Power Ranger costume yeah. is what it was. That was hor- that was Sam Raimi making what he saw as a Spider Man movie, which is really a cartoon from the fucking sixties. It wasn't a Spider Man movie. It was a cartoon. That's alright. You can keep humming in the microphone all you want. <laughs> <laughs> There's humming in the microphone. Uh, what, about, what about Doc Ock? Like, what what did you think about that? Yeah, he, his version of that. Yeah, that was good. It was good. I like that. Okay, good. The first one. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. But Tobey Maguire was still horrible Spider-Man. They're yeah. horrible fantasy lighting. It's like the spick and span version of New York, that's, where that's all the true. bombs wake up and clean like their area <laughs> around them. And, <laughs> continue windexing the city. Well, that's kind of what uh, I want to say. Like you know. Captain America kind of shares that, you know. All those Marvel movies. Yeah. It's the spit shine version of reality. That's yeah. I BS. I don't. I mean, I like. I like. I like. Like you said, I like that we get the darker version with DC or with Batman or with Superman coming out. I like the lighter versions with Marvel too. Yeah. Well, I thought uh, Marvel like was the ones version. that started a realistic story in comic. Like you know, Marvel was the people that started this whole like. Yeah, I know this guy's got superpowers. But what's he do when he goes home and take? I was like, Marvel was a more realistic uh, company. That's why I'm kind of shocked that we're turning it around in in the movie aspect. Uh, I'm shocked that we're we're finding you know Marvel to be the more uh, like I said, the more uh, cartoony, more uh, animated, more comedic. And it's like, well, I think DC has to do it more real realistic because people think their characters are dated. They gotta be like, no, nah, well, you just gotta see him for all they're worth. <laughs> you know, you gotta see him dealt with seriously, not like a cartoon, basically. I take it that you've seen the most recent Man of Steel trailer. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, twenty times. There's like three. Sure. I think there's three trailers out now. There's three the first trailers. First one shows you nothing. The second one is like, yeah, it looks okay. And the third one is like, that looks like a Superman. Movie. It looks like a Superman <laughs> movie. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Michael Shannon as Zod. Oh, he's gonna be awesome. Yeah, he's gonna, gonna be, be so fantastic. Every every the whole everything about that movie. Even Hans Zimmer's score sounds awesome. If that's yeah, is it the final score? Yeah, uh, it's, they say it, it's definitely well. There's the piano piece. That's the Krypton thing. But then yeah, the whole little. It's gonna be great. That's gonna be the only thing happening this summer. <laughs> it's Man of Steel. <laughs> Be fantastic. Is that the only comic book hero coming out? No, no, Iron Man 3. Iron Man, Iron Man Kick 3. Ass 2. Did you see the Kick Ass 2 trailer? No. It yeah. looks awesome. I hated that first movie. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. The awesomeness of Star Trek 2. Yeah, Star Trek in the Darkness. Movie? I don't care. Sorry. We're recording it. It's going to be amazing. I don't see the I big deal. What's the big deal about the Captain Villain guy? It's Khan. No, I don't no, know. No, I don't think he is Khan, is he? No, I don't think so. No, I know I, Trekkies, I Trekkies, there's some importance behind that that villain. Really? Yeah, like, Something. I don't know if he was from, like, yeah. some episode. So I, I don't I know anything about Star anything, Trek. Because yeah, I was looking at, 
uh, I don't think there's any connection. I think it's a J.J. Abrams of joint, like, man. He keeps the, that shit on lock. Maybe he's not who he, we're being told he is. Which I don't think so either. Like Khan, but he's like, I'm not Khan. <laughs> okay. Then. That's why I'm saying it's like it's like uh, the guy that owns the comic store I go to. He said something to me. I mean, I told him not to tell me. Just I was like, well, it'd be lost on me anyway. I don't right. know Star Trek like trivia, so you can whip out any name. I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I don't know. There's something going on there. Hmm. 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 But yeah, so Iron Man two, Man of Steel, three. Sorry. Yeah, three. Star Trek. Uh, Conjuring. No, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, no. Shit. All right, so... <laughs> no. Uh, so, where, where, where did we go on this? It was like uh, movies made for kids, the, the uplifting story, the modern day. Is there a modern that? day equivalent? Is there yeah. a modern day equivalent? I can't, we can't think of anything. Because I can't We're think just of anything. talking... There's no, like... Listeners, if you I mean, can think of anything, please. That's yeah, because yeah. when you do Super 8, you're, like, doing something that's in the style of something from the 80s. So, there is, like... The modern equivalent is, like, Percy... Jackson. Just all those teen books. Well, and I think also part of it has to do with the fact that we have a whole brand new genre, which is computer animated movies, that Pretty has much. taken over a lot of that childhood. You know, the movies that oh. we saw as kids. Yeah. They don't is really. The uh, Mars needs moms, or the or like uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs, that sort of thing. That. Pacific Rim. Uh, Tom just reminded me of. Oh yeah, yeah that's it's coming out oh, this yeah. summer. So that's gonna be like Amazing. I don't know if it's gonna be kid friendly. Maybe it looks like. Kid I think this stuff is kid friendly. Over. I don't yeah, think. It's giant fucking robots. Yeah, I don't <laughs> fighting giant uh, uh, monsters. Can't wait. Yeah, I guess it's different for each family. I'm sure it is. It just depends. On I remember when I was a kid, I got in trouble for bringing the first Ninja Turtles movies over to my friend's house because Raphael says damn two times. Right, yeah. It's like, so, yeah, I guess if you want to be this, like, perfect, squeaky, clean, like, yeah, then maybe don't take your kid to see, like, fun adventure movies or, like, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll wa- sit them down and watch The Passion, but uh, <laughs> you, you watch somebody get the skin peeled off of them, but... Not watch uh, <laughs> <laughs> superhero like yikes. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, there's so much about the passion uh, I see it every once in a while, like on a shelf somewhere, in like the re-edited blue box PG version. Dude, good movie. Really? Depressing. Don't want to watch it again. <laughs> I thought it was a great movie. Too yeah. depressing. Yeah. yeah. It was the Judeo-Christian massacre. Yeah, that it was, was just a fucking. That I mean, was it was a horror movie. It was a horror movie. Really was. Demons in it and. Uh, that movie's like, pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> that like it'd be a good uh, double feature with like the Evil Dead or something like that. Some movies took the Passion of the Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should watch the Bible with Charlton Heston, then the Passion. <laughs> right. Oh, my. <laughs> all right. I guess we need to do a wrap up on Last Starfighter. Wrap it. Wrap up on Last Starfighter. So it starts with Tom. Um. Yeah, I really like Last Starfighter. I've been kind of looking forward to this movie. I've never seen it, so it was like, um, kind of anxious. I don't, I don't know why I've never seen it. Um, it surprises me that I've never seen it until now. I've heard lots of good things about it, and I don't know, I just don't get around to watching it. And thank you, Travis, for enlightening me on this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really liked it. It's a good, uh, I thought it was going to be more... I think that the, the, the CG was an, an interesting style choice. I, I don't know if it was the the best style choice, but it's unique. And you're not going to see anything else like that in 80s movies. And 
even up until like the the late nineties i mean there's there's some cartoons that start doing stuff like that but uh i mean that style i mean usually it's done with models and to see it done with c g is kind of unique um it's, it's a it's a is it a video game movie hmm. yeah yeah but uh not so much it's mostly a family friendly uh luke skywalker adventure story um I I would definitely definitely recommend this movie. Um probably even uh buy it even. Fair enough. Um uh like Tom said, like this movie's always been on my peripheral. I've always heard of The Last Starfighter. Uh never seen it till now. Um I liked it. I think it was a fun movie. Um like Tom said it was an interesting choice with the CG when I don't I don't know if they had the option of going with model work for something like this, or if they just decided now let's skip it and do an all CG. But um, yeah, I liked it. It was a fun movie. I would uh, definitely rent it. Definitely give it a watch. Um, I wouldn't own it, but I think you should definitely see it. It's a it's a fun family movie, especially if you got kids, something like that. Uh, yeah, give it a watch. Uh, I saw Last Starfighter probably somewhere around the time of its, like, original run. Thought it was awesome. I was of the age to appreciate it. Now, looking at it, I mean, I'm sitting there going, like, you know, if you got to judge it as a, as a filmer, like, what it contributes to, you know, uh, cinema just going on, it's like, it really does crib a lot from, you know, Star Wars and, uh, um, Spielberg movies of the time. It's a pretty good fact, you know, uh, copy of those movies <clears throat> uh, and the the feeling that they they give you uh i think if you're you know if you've seen it before you're nostalgic for the movie if you haven't seen it before i think you know it might be something you know if you if you have a kid in the house you know you you know they might be that find more uh to enjoy out of it i think the cg unfortunately is dated now um i think it stands up as you know, as a curio, as to, like, what it contributed to, you know, saying this is the movie that did the full, you know, CG thing. I mean, that, uh, it has that going for it. Uh, I don't know. I'm, like, kind of mixed on the fence of, like, whether or not I would recommend this movie. It's like, I get, I have my own love for it as, you know, seeing it when I was younger. But I don't think me now, seeing it for the first time, would appreciate it the same way. Uh, so... I don't know. What do I say? Uh, I wouldn't own it. I would say, yeah. I mean, if you have if you have kids in the house, I would I would think that you know eventually they may like it, or they're going to tell you that, Dad, this is old. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I just I'm grateful for the chance to have seen it again because I haven't seen it in a couple of years, and uh, you know, I mean, it just it keeps bringing me back to the time that I've, you know, the original couple times that I saw it. So it was a it was a staple of my uh, growing up. So. There's that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that if you are a product of the 80s, I think that if you haven't seen this movie, you need to see it because what you're going to get from it is a rush of all that Spielbergian, George Lucas-like, you know, nostalgia. No matter if it's if they're in outer space fighting aliens to the dude's, you know, home life with his family and how he wants to be something more than just this guy that works at the trailer park and lives there. Like, there's there's just... This movie has a lot of hope in it. And you see, it's actually got a really good character arc of the main character. And at the same time, you get a lot of comedy. You get you get to see Beta Alex, you know, learning to be a human. And 
it's just it's it's fun it's entertaining i think it's uh you know it's not it's not an epic film it's not like a star wars but it's it's the lighter side of that it's the lighter side of a it's it's if you grew up in the 80s watch it that's that's the best way i can put it it's fucking awesome how about that <laughs> <laughs> well i've been watching this movie for like 24 years that means at least at least once a year it's got to go in, you know. And uh, I I think every single time I watch it, I at least find something else in it. I, if anything, the story. I think the more you familiarize yourself with the story of the movie, I think the more you get out of it. Like I said, the sci-fi aspect of it isn't really a huge point of the movie, which maybe that's why it can be lackluster. It's like if you're making a sci-fi movie, you might want to make that like one of your like main points or... But you know, like I said, you know they were so concerned. They had it's almost like they had so much character story they couldn't possibly actually squeeze a an adventure story in here, <laughs> you know. But uh, but I think it, it, the character stories really work. I think everybody, it, it's it's like a movies like this like nowadays as soon as a character pops up on screen he's not talking to the other characters but he's telling the audience who he is and what his occupation is and there be you know where movies like this they start off and a camera is just following a bunch of characters and you have to kind of understand their relation you have you know they give it to you the audience to understand who these people are and the actors you know they give it to the actors to to display who these people are with you know, little to, well, I can't say little to no dialogue, but, you know, in as much dialogue as they give them. So, I mean, this is one of those movies where, this movie, it may seem kind of cheap at the base of it, but I think uh, it gets your mind working. I think you can actually imagine other adventures in this world. I think you can actually imagine other things this character would have to go through after the movie ends, you know. Uh, I'm, I don't know. So, yeah. I think it's a great movie. I think it's not a A plus plus movie, but I think it's you know, you know, if you you might find it entertaining. Sweet. So where are we? Where can you find us, Colin? Uh, yeah, if you want to talk to us, then you can talk right to us because we're uh, we're touchable. We're at uh, Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo dot com. You can also find us on Twitter at Sat Freak Show is our handle. You can find us on the World Wide Web where you can find all the last couple episodes. I'm going to say this is our 23rd, 23rd, 23 weeks of doing this, I think. Uh, you can find that at SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com, and we are available all over the place in your favorite podcasting sites, including iTunes, Sketcher, Podbay, FM, and potentially more that we don't even know about. You can tell us. Bam. Sketcher or Stitcher? Is it Stitcher? It's Sorry, what did I say? Sketcher. 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 We were out yesterday shopping for shoes for my wife, so Ske I got Sketcher on the brain. I think that's what she wanted. Stitcher Radio. Bam. And what's up next for the Saturday Night Freak Show? Well, we're skipping over Sean. So Tom, what are you? What are we watching next? Oh, we will be watching another '80s movie. We will be watching the Sword and Fantasy epic Willow. Willow. I've never seen it. What? Really? 
There it is. There it is. Wow. <laughs> I thought you said you were born in the 80s. I was, I was waiting for that. I knew that's it. That's what I love about this. Like Every once in a while, you find that movie that's like, what? Everybody's seen that. Everybody's seen Willow. How wow. did you yeah. not see? Yeah. It recently came out on Blu-ray. I've been waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray. Wow. And so... Crazy. Treated to it in high yeah. definition. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Join us next time. Wow. <laughs> and we're out. Wow.